Welcome to the For the Boys Music Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. I'm joined by Bo and Billy, as well as special guest, Evan. Joey's here too, but he's sitting in a dark room pushing buttons. We have a lot to get into today. Hopefully we can have some intelligent conversation. If not, at least we'll be entertaining. We're going to get right into Man on the Moon 3, but first let's introduce our guest. He's already made appearances on other podcasts, as well as in certain Palmyra Runner's Nightmares. Cross-country superstar, Yag Coprez. Basically, he gets all of the ladies. Most importantly, he's what the French would call our Cudi Connoisseur. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Evan. Hey. Well, guys. All right, nice to have you here, man. So, obviously, you're here Appreciate to talk about Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, yeah. All right. Of course, of course. So we're here to talk about, yeah, we're here to talk about some Cuddy with you today. And obviously we had a pretty big release. I could tell you were pretty excited. You texted me at one in the morning about it. Um, let's start with you. What was your first impression on the album after listening to it? Evan? Um, for me, um, well, obviously I stayed up for the midnight release, um, so leading up to it, I started Men on the Moon 1 at 9.52. Um, as soon as that album was done, went on to Men on the Moon 2, and then it led up perfectly to Men on the Moon 3 right at midnight. So I started that, and it just it, – Pete and I were texting back and forth. It was just one song after the next, after the next, and we were counting them off. It was like one for one perfect songs, two for two, perfect song, three for three, perfect song. And then we literally got to the end of the album and it was literally like, there wasn't a single song that we didn't like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think me personally, it, at first I wasn't like, oh, this is a perfect song. You know, this is a perfect album. You were texting me, dude, he's made the perfect album. And I was like, uh huh, Evan, yeah, I think it's nice and all, but. I'm not sure if it's perfect. And then literally maybe two hours later, I listen again. I'm like, dude, Evan's so right. I'm going to run through a wall. I love this album. Let's go. It, dude, it, it, really, so it really was just, I, I, it was like the first album of his that I really got to experience. And I think that was how it was for a lot of different people. Um, because like the first Men on the Moons came out in like 2010, 2013. Or maybe it was actually like 2008, 2010. Um, so this was like the first real project of his that we got to experience fully. And it was just, it just blew it out of the water. It was just an incredible project and an incredible experience. Yeah, I can definitely say the same. Like, I had just recently gotten into all the stuff. You had been helping me get into the Kid Cudi stuff, giving me suggestions. So it just felt like it was perfectly timed for me. It was just a really nice experience being able for like, to be there for the build up and everything, you know. I'm Bo usually yeah. Bo usually has a Bo usually has a deferring opinion on music from me. No, so I, I see I, I I personally I think this is a pretty good album. Um I wouldn't say every song was a hit, but I'd say there's a, a good half of them I liked. I I'm I like a different, you know, vibe of the music, but that, that, it was a good album. It was a good flow. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good songs with good flows, good bars. 
Good beats. Yeah. The production is amazing. I think that's oh, yeah. totally worth noting. Oh, yeah. And tons of humming, too, which makes it pretty great. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Bo, um, Bo, I have next, a question about... for you. I have a question for you. Um, for did it, did you listen to the other men on the moons before? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I am going to. Okay. Yeah. So obviously I have a little bit of a bias being the avid Cuddy fan that I am, but I think, um, being able, like having listened to all of his projects before that, um, definitely provided a lot of background. Um, so I maybe, maybe just like having that background, you might've felt a little differently about it. Um, yeah, but maybe. Yeah. Definitely um, would recommend listening to the other men on the moons. Yeah, for sure. I, I will. Trust. I think I think that definitely contributes even with the intro. Like right off the bat, you see it's very similar to how the first man on the moon began. It was a second. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the second. The second. Yeah, it was uh that 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 intro for the third one is the same for Scott Mezcuddy versus the world. In the second one. Well, I, I personally heard the, like, the, am I allowed to play this music, Joey, just a snippet, if it's, if it's copyrighted? You are not. That would be uh, uh, pretty bad. Then honestly, I'll have, so I'll, I'll have to sing it, though. Try and stick away from that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, you like, guys, you guys, you I'm guys pretty sure. Well so far, just don't oh. play any copyrighted music. <laughs> that could take us down. Anyway, so. All right. Thank you, Joey. So, the In My Dreams keys, I wasn't In My Dreams the very first song off of Man on the Moon 1? Yeah, yeah. I felt like I heard that on the beginning of Beautiful Trip. It was like... Anyway, I don't know. That's why I wanted to play it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it was Scott. He might have said um something about because the way that in my dreams um he might have like whispered something but i'm fair like the the what is it i don't know like the digitalized part that was that was scott mezcutty versus the yeah the interlude but yeah. the very initial part i thought that was the in my dreams like there's at least a little brief moment where you can hear that melody that's anyway. possible that's possible maybe i missed that yeah, I thought you probably would have noticed that. And I also thought it was pretty similar in that the beginning of Tequila Shots, he sounds very similar to how Common narrates the first Man on the Moon album. Like, as he falls into a deeper state. You know, I, that was a little bit state. of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a little bit of nostalgia um, for me. Yeah, it, it the album itself was actually, I'm, in my opinion, I thought it was very different from the other Men on the Moons. Yeah, definitely. I don't know it's how a you lot more trap, it. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, it's, how about it's you? like... Oh, continue. Um, I, oh, oh, yeah, you can go. Um, I, I was right. thinking, like, his, the, his sound, it was like, um, it was like, almost renovated like it was the same kind of vibe same kind of humming same sort of just like beats and everything but it just sounded more futuristic if that makes sense yeah i, I felt like i was voice launching to, on to, a, to, yeah you go you go i felt like i was launching off into space 
at the beginning of tequila shots or maybe at the end of tequila shots going into what was that song after tequila shots uh another day that i don't don't know i just felt like i was going into space and it's so awesome it feels like new age cutty it was really cool how about you guys yeah i felt like Personally, from what you guys are talking about, I feel like he kind of like what it seems is like he kind of changed his whole vibe. Not really whole vibe, but like, you know, kind of changed like the way he rapped to basically fit to the the new generation that's coming up. Kind of like providing a pathway for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say there are some hints of continue, Evan. Sorry. Sorry. Um. I yeah. I, I agree with Bo in that sense. Um. It, it wasn't. I realized in Man on the Moon too. He's a lot more choppier. Um. In the way that he raps. Um. Like you can definitely differentiate the words a lot more in the other Man on the Moons. Um. And this one, I feel like it was a little more along the lines of like today's rap, where it's a little more mumbled, a little more auto tune. Um. And and he honestly he he did it right. Like he did it how it's meant to be. And he, and I think he mixed in enough autotune and enough normal, um, just re- normal rap. And it, it, it was just a perfect mixture in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are definitely some hits was, of Travis. Continue I thought it was good. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really into Cuddy too much. I've only really listened to him when he's like featured on something, but I mean, I thought it was a good listen. I had a few favorites. Uh, probably Dive, I thought was his best on this one. But, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a favorite of mine, but I thought it was a good album. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's honestly probably album of the year. I mean, we can get into this discussion later, but I don't see anything that comes close to it at the moment. What do you guys think? <laughs> Is this even allowed to be in contention for album of the year? What do you mean? Is like, it too I, late? like I'm saying, like, is it allowed for like the 2020? It's yeah, 2020. Roddy released, I released I on like the six last year, and I don't think he was allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember they already released like the list that were well, for te- album of the year. Technicality year. just not like award show, you know, rules. Just technicalities yeah. aside, all because everyone knows those awards are rigged, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'd probably, I mean, to be fair, there wasn't many very good albums. There's a couple good ones, but I'd probably say, yeah, this is probably album of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. So, zooming in, do we have any favorite songs or moments in this album that we just keep on coming back to? I know Billy mentioned Dive. I like uh, Tequila Shots. How about you guys? That seems to be a constant favorite amongst a bunch of people. How about you, Evan? Um, to me, I thought either Rockstar Nights, um, or Love Me. I just thought the features in those were kind of perfect. Um, Love and Me, um, kind of had a rose golden kind of vibe to it. I don't know how you felt, um, about that, but just having, um, uh, the feature of Phoebe Bridgers, I don't even know who that is, but, um, it just kind of had, um, it it was a good feature in my opinion. The, the vibes meshed pretty well, um. And the, the the lyrics are nice. I like the lyrics. It's um, it's kind of an emotional song, and usually those are the best Cuddy songs are the ones that are uh, very emotional. And then uh, Rockstar Nights was surprisingly good. I wasn't sure how uh, 
trippy wet trippy red would do with kid cuddy but um it wasn't normal trippy he wasn't screaming he wasn't um trying to do too much like he sometimes does um in it pegasus that's what he did in trippy what's that i said it wasn't like how he usually is like how he's kind of like a, a rock mix yeah right right it was it was a lot more mellow and is actually very pleasant to me um so yeah those were my two favorites Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely the best kind of trippy. And loving me is interesting because it gives me a very Christian rock type vibe. I don't know why. Really? <laughs> Joey's <laughs> pumping his fist. Joey's a He's fan. our resident Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Nielsen triplets. Those are lies. I, I mean, we're just. I, this is terrible. And. <laughs> over the top and i can't stand it anymore this is exactly why i do this 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 is is exactly why it is good skillet you know i like their music that's that's, (laughs) (laughs) red is nowhere near christian Christian rock or whoever the heck you guys are talking about (laughs) (laughs) okay well anyway i did my preliminary research on phoebe bridgers too and apparently she's like the 2000s sad music queen so oh, really? people were all, people were all like oh well it's the 2010s sad music king with uh the 2000s sad music lady so no, pretty, you so what you're saying is she's pretty there. old you could say that let me google her phoebe Bridgers, uh, indie musician from Los Angeles, California. Um, she's not too old; she's like twenty-six. So she, no, not I'm not sure. How, yeah, <laughs> how would she be releasing music? And she was born in 1994. I'm not sure how she'd be releasing music in the 2000s. So maybe my sources were wrong. Um, possibly. Yeah. Uh, my top five for this album, I know we're talking about like our favorite moments. Uh, it was probably in no particular order. Tequila Shots, Another Day, She Knows This, Heaven on Earth, and The Void. Actually, make it top six. Uh, add The Pale Moonlight in there too. I thought The Pale Moonlight was by far the best song on this album. With The Void coming in second. Um... There are just so many different layers to it, especially when you listen on headphones. You hear all the different humming, and it's like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's it's nice to to go off of the headphones thing. Um, this album is just a completely different experience with earbuds in. Um, he does so much with just going between the two earbuds. It's just, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, I definitely appreciated it a lot more when I took my second listen with headphones. I had my first listen on my sound system upstairs. I have this whole big setup of like speakers and stuff. Good I Lord. use it for us. It's, it's pretty lit. I say that word too much. <laughs> anyway. This uh, album is awesome. Yeah. I'm stuck in 2018. Um, it's not anyone so bad considering this year. 
this album was also split up into a bunch of acts that I think we should also talk about just to refresh everyone's memory. We have Act One, Return to Madness with Beautiful Trip, Tequila Shots, Another Day, She Knows This, and Dive. And we have Act Two, The Rage of the Menace with Damaged Heaven on Earth, Show Out, featuring Pop Smoke and Skepta, which I think we should probably bring up eventually because I thought that one was interesting. And then yeah, Solo like Dolo it. Part 3, which I would also like to bring up because I thought Solo Dolo Part 3 was disappointing. I know Evan's going to disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heart of Rose Gold is Act 3. That's featuring Sad People, Elsie's Baby Boy, which I thought was a good but really weird track. It's got like Cowboy Saloon vibes. Um, September 16th, The Void, and then Loving Me. And then there's Act 4. Powers with the Pale Moonlight, Rockstar Nights, Horde of Kids, and Lord I Know. So, Evan, let's start with you. What was your favorite actor segment of this album? Um, I'm going to go with Act 2. Um, act 2 was just very different. It was a very different kind of sound from Kid Cudi. Um, all of the, maybe not all, but most of the songs in that, um, in that act, they just felt like kind of hype. Like, I felt like I could just work out to those songs, and I just don't normally do that to Cuddy songs, at least. Um, mm -hmm. um, some of them, I don't know if you've ever, have you listened to Ash and Kusher on um, Men on the Moon? Yeah. Yeah, they mm -hmm. kind of sounded like that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just, it was a different sound, and I think he hit the nail on the head with that, um, with that act, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Billy, did you have a favorite segment of the album? I'm not going to lie. Uh, I kind of stopped listening halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about that first. Why did you text the group chat? Why did you text huh? the group chat and then you listened to it? I did. I did listen all the way through. <laughs> you just said half. You just it, took, you took I, it I, No, I was listening. I was listening to it, but I was kind of just like... Ugh. You zoned out halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah, the first I, I one. I do that though. too. That's what happened with me with the Jack Harlow album. And another ahead, thing though. is that my another thing is my right AirPods broken, so I was listening with one ear the entire time. So that might be part <laughs> of it. But I like the first one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely agree with you. I think the first one is just perfect in so many aspects. She knows this is out of the two main banger bangers on this album which would be Show Out and She Knows This, just like the ones you could get hyped to. I think She Knows This is definitely my favorite. The music video is very interesting. It has a Will Smith cameo. And it was, it said something along the lines of, it was Will Smith on the TV and he's like, yo, Cuddy, get yo bleep together. And I, I just thought that was pretty great. And then also I think Dive is a very underrated track. Another do another day I also love. Tequila shots everyone loves. You know, beautiful trip. It's just a great intro. Uh, Bo, how about you? Uh, I like oh, the, oh, by the, the way, before you jump in, I just want to add oh, a, um, uh, Eddie's, uh, you know, uh, you know, self little correction there of the uh, of the um, statement uh, was that was not edited. That was that was great uh, sound effects, Eddie. I think you should be you should be looking. That's some Christian censorship. That's some Christian censorship for you, Joey. No reaction. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, He's going to use the, the power of Christ to compel you. 
<laughs> Why not? Oh my god. <laughs> Joey, Joey is the host. He has muting capabilities here. For people at home, we're on Zoom, so Joey has complete control. The other uh, day, Joey actually had to disable Bo's chat feature because he was being rather inappropriate in the chat. But back to Bo. Keep it on the demo. I'd like to hear Bo's opinion. I mean, we would never think that Bo would be spin. inappropriate in the chat. I mean, uh-huh. my word, that, that came out never. of the right field, bro. Uh, anyway get, get getting back onto topic Bo, uh, what is your favorite part of this album i, I like the, the second segment a lot i felt like just the the flows in that segment were just kind of like they kind of like really got to you you know mm-hmm. in a different way than the other segments did to me personally i felt like that was kind of like the more modern segment in my opinion kind of fit mm-hmm. our culture better, you know? Yeah. So you agree with Evan in that it's kind of a new sound for him, but it works out well. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, no. Did we... I was, I was about to be like... The, the people at, <laughs> I was about to be like, for the people at home, Bo, Billy just picked up, pulled up a picture. Um, like, no. No, no, yeah, don't say that, no. We're keeping this PG, we're keeping this PG. Yeah. Oh, God. Jesus, Billy. Oh, no. It's electoral college day, too, and you go with that. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that we're not on video. I mean, get taken down by Um, YouTube. Evan, can we focus on Act 2 now? I just want to kind of break that down. I want to talk yeah. especially about Solo Dolo Three. Um, obviously, okay. when you at first when you at first texted me, you had said that it was one of your favorite tracks. And why did you exactly think that? Um, the song itself, I think, is a very good song. Um, I just I think it's a very mellow, very um, very easy vibe. Um, but I think looking back on the other Solo Dolos. Um, it's not nearly as good as the other solo dolos. Um, um, solo dolo one um, is just such a good song. Um, I just didn't, it felt like there wasn't as much meaning to solo dolo three as there was the other two. Um, like solo dolo one is about just like depression. Um, and then solo, to- solo dolo two with Kendrick um is a little little odd to be honest um i don't like how yeah. kendrick and cuddy mix that's just not a combo yeah. that i think nah, works yeah. very well at all um but then solo dolo three it was just kind of like a random song it just didn't have the same meaning as the other solo dolos but overall like uh, as by itself i think it's a good song mm-hmm. yeah say what you want to about two but it definitely does a very good job of continuing on from one like you can, it's a very cohesive theme. You can yeah. tell that it's solo dolo part th- part two without even reading the title. Right. I think this one is kind of disappointing. It doesn't really live up to the whole solo dolo title. Probably right. should have had its own title because it it doesn't even. I don't know. It's just, it was disappointing for me. We'll leave it at that. I think it's relaxing and chill, in the way that the Gunna album was relaxing and chill. Yeah. Very forgettable you can just kind of turn it on and chill but you know 
And it, and it At the end of the day, you're not remembering it. And it kind of bothers Continue. me that he called it Mr. Solo Dolo and not just Solo Dolo. The other two are Solo Dolo, but this one is Mr. Solo Dolo. And that just, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just a small thing that kind of bothers me. Wait, did you? I didn't notice that, actually. Where is that? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. That but is kind of weird. You, it, 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 it's like that um, Mandela effect. Like, you, he refers to himself as Mr. Solo Dolo, so you automatically assume that the other mm-hmm. two songs are also called Mr. Solo Dolo, but it's actually just Solo Dolo. Yeah. Well, actually, I have the track list pulled up right here just to refer to. And when he originally released the track list, he listed it as just Solo Dolo. You guys probably can't see this too well, but he listed it as just Solo Dolo Part 3. So it's interesting hmm. that he decided to make that change. I don't know. I just kind of <laughs> always assumed it would be maybe, Solo maybe Dolo. Maybe they also made thought. the same mistake everybody else makes in calling it Mr. Solo Dolo. <laughs> <laughs> Submitting it to Apple Music. Yeah, yeah we're right. just going to fill out that the... strange. Yeah. So, I know Solo Dolo was a disappointing part of the album for me, at least, but for you guys, were there any parts that you weren't liking as much as others? I know Evan's really big on the whole album, and he liked every song, but Evan, it, say you had favorites, and then these songs you liked, what were the songs you just liked? Um... Probably Elsie's Baby Boy. Um, I thought it was actually a very good song, but out of the out of the whole album, I think that was the one that I really just liked and not loved. Um, but it, it, it's a very mature sound. Um, it's definitely for like the older Cuddy fans, I think, like the people who have been listening to him since like the beginning, like the, the people that grew up with Cuddy. Um, I think they would actually really appreciate the song. And I actually saw a ton of tweets that said um, that this song was actually one of the better songs on the album. Um, Yeah, that was really the only complaint. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know what? Actually, I want to say something about this song. Um, The sample at the beginning, I actually really liked. It's um, I looked it up. It's from this the movie Stand By Me. Um, I've never seen it, but that's that's um, I've watched interviews of Cuddy, and um, that's always been a film of his that he's really liked. Um, so I like the addition of that sample, and then the end of the song, where it's just like the instrumentals, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was very interesting to hear. Well, it's always nice to hear Cuddy on a guitar track. And I thought it was kind of refreshing after we had just heard a album full of kind of edited vocals and very trap industrial sounding instrumentals to go into more of just a raw, it's almost like a rock inspired type thing. But yeah, like I said, it, it gives me, it gives me Cowboy Saloon vibes. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it, it was a song that would kind of go along with the album, um, his indie rock album, Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Have you, have you listened to that at all? Bits and pieces. Yeah. Isn't, it, it's, uh, give me an example of one song on there. I think I've heard a few, but um, isn't, uh, yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, the one. that's a good one. I actually really like that song. Um, that album is definitely not for everybody. Um, <laughs> that was probably his worst album and probably most ridiculed. But um, yeah, that is definitely where that song came from, I think. 
So we've discussed the album a little bit, but now let's just zoom out into the greater picture of Cuddy's discography. So first I want to talk about how this fits into the trilogy. Like, does it complete a narrative? Does it live up to the Man on the Moon name? What do you think about that? Um, I, would, I, I say um, if, we, if we look at the other Man on the Moons, Man on the Moon 1, that kind of plays into his battles with depression and um, just mental illness in general. Um, and then we go to Man on the Moon 2, where he goes into his um, kind of alter ego of Mr. Razor, where he's dealing with drug abuse now. Um, we get a deeper look into his um, drug issues and all the partying that he does, hence the name Mr. Razor, because he's going to all these ragers. Um, so we get a look at the problems that he deals with. And then we get Man on the Moon 3, um, which I think... Men on the Moon 3 is more so about he's happy now. He's happy with where he's at now. Um, and, and if you listen to Love Me, um, he kind of, he, the end, or no, it was The Void, the end of The Void, where he says, like, thank you for listening. Like, it's just, it encapsulates the entire trilogy. And it just, like, thanks everybody who listens to him for listening to his problems, listening to his story. And he's just happy with where he's at. He's very content with his current situation. And I think he, he just ended the whole trilogy very nicely. And it's like the happy ending we all needed. Yeah, which is interesting because, well, we'll get to this later, actually. Let's talk about the whole Man on the Moon trilogy first because we're going to end with this. Well, with what I was considering going into i think evan knows what i'm considering going into but i also got the vibe that especially after he completed his journey he was kind of looking back and telling everyone that listened to him not just because they love the music but also because they saw some of themselves in his problems that he's been through this like you guys helped me get through this you're gonna be okay especially i think it was I think it was the void too. Like it's going to yeah. be okay. I promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just felt like he was speaking to the audience right there. Yeah. And he even tweeted, um, there were so many reactions about that end of this and about the end of that song. And, um, and he responded to a bunch of them. And, uh, one of the tweets was from a fan. Um, it said, just talking about how the void sounded like he was talking to us, the fans. And he responded and said that he actually was. So I thought that was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. That was definitely great. It was probably one of the emotional high points of the album. Indeed. And just in general, chronologically in his discography, how do you think this builds off of PP and Demon Slang? And then yeah. where, do you, where do you expect him to go next? Um, so... What I thought was very interesting, um, his last album, which was Passion, Pain, and Demon Slang, um, only sold 49,000 copies first week, which I think is, which is really, really bad, (laughs) which is not great at all. Um, Especially for, I honestly thought that album was pretty good. Um, It's very different, obviously. It's not like his other albums. Um, But, and then you look at Men Element 3, and that one sold like what? What was it? It was like one hundred forty thousand copies first week, maybe something like that. I don't even know. Um, but um, just like 
the songs from Passion Pain and Demon Sling, there were a lot that could have been in Man on the Moon 3, like All In and Rose Golden. Very similar sounds to what was uh, on Man on the Moon 3. Yeah. I loved Rose, and then Rose to, Golden. To it's probably my all-time of... favorite. Continue. Oh, absolutely. Rose Golden right? is one of the best. Um, Am I lagging a little bit? What's say that again? Am I lagging a little bit? It sounds like you have a little bit of delay. You're you're and like never you're good now. Um, all right, all right. Where I think doing. he's going next, um, I think it's either going to be the Scots Enter Galactic or Men on the Moon Three, uh, or Men on the Moon Three Deluxe. Um, I think. We, we got the Scots, the single, earlier this year, um, and that was a huge hit. Um, but I don't know if um, – I don't know what Travis is doing, so I don't know what, what the deal is there. Um, I know Enter Galactic was rumored to come out before Man on the Moon 3, um, so we might even get that um, within the next couple months. I don't even know. Uh but Man on the Moon 3 Deluxe, I feel like, would be the most realistic option. Just cause, yeah, definitely. Because I don't know why you would say to be continued off of a trilogy that is ending. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That just I don't know why he would put to be continued at the end. Uh, if he wasn't going to like actually continue the trilogy, which he's not. So I don't know what he's going to do. I think, I think it'll be a Deluxe, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect lead into what I wanted to close with. And sorry, guys, uh, Billy and Bo, I've been asking very Evan specific questions. But now that we're back into just now that we're back into just the album itself and not all the context around it, hopefully everyone can chime in here. So obviously, there's some little kid with the very, very apparent to be continued at the end of the album. And my first reaction was like, like Evan said, it makes no sense because it's supposed to be a trilogy and that's supposed to be a, the album even has a little sense of closure almost. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm not exactly sure where he would, where he would continue the narrative from there. If that makes sense. It just seems like the story's over and I don't know. Continue. Uh, Bo, I see you want to say something. Yeah. Um, I kind of think it would be the deluxe album because if it is supposed to be a true trilogy, then it makes the most sense. It, it would be a deluxe because it would still be the same album, but there'd be added songs on both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, may- maybe there's even like a part two or I don't know, mm-hmm. something just to continue the third installment of the trilogy. I don't really see there being a fourth installment to make it a quadrupology or something like that whatever you call it (laughs) yeah well obviously we're very excited to see what direction he goes in next and just in general i think this was a very good album for cuddy not good just great i think it was probably one of his best though i'm probably not as informed in saying that as evan would be because Evan is definitely the expert here. Evan, would you agree with me? 
Um, it's up there. I'm still putting Men on the Moon two ahead of it, um, and probably Men on the Moon one. I think it's probably it was a great album. Um, record like selling wise, it was the best out of all the Men on the Moons. Um, but I think song wise, Men on the Moon two still beats it. Yeah, I, I have the same feeling about that. I actually listened to Man on the Moon 2 the day before. Uh, well, I listened to it on the Thursday before Man on the Moon 3 came out on Friday because you had suggested that in order yeah. to get a complete understanding of the series, it'd be best for me to listen to Man on the Moon 2. All right, well, I think that concludes our time talking about this album. We're going to transition into the Jack Harlow release next. And thank you, Evan, for joining us. Feel free to use us on your college applications. We can write letters of recommendations if you want. For sure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, thank, man. You. thank you. See ya. Okay, anyway. Jack Harlow released this album. And when I previewed it on our sports podcast on Wednesday, I was like, oh, it's Jack Harlow. Maybe, hopefully it's all right, you know. Bo was quick to jump to his defense. So the first person whose opinion I want to hear on this album is Bo himself. Bo, was this album what's popping or was it a past like Stockton? <laughs> Joey, I want a um, laugh track in there, by the way. I'd probably say it was a what's popping, you know? I felt like this, this album kind of got back to his reach before, you know, he blew up before. What's popping? Um, if mm-hmm. if you listen to his old stuff, you can definitely tell this is what he used to make, not this hardcore up tempo beats. It was kind of like a, a laid back, you know, kind of like happy vibe to it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of bouncy, like floating. Yeah, yeah. Got a, the problem with it, it got a little repetitive. Needed a couple more of the stuff that he has, like Tyler Hero, uh, Tyler Hero, and what's popping. We need more of those. That um, mm-hmm. way out, way out. I love that song. Way out was good. With Big Sean, yeah, that was that was a good song. Yeah, I just, yeah, it it did get a little repetitive, but there was there was a couple bangers on that album. I think sonically, it was actually pretty diverse. Whether he does that well or not, I think at least he attempted it. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically though I think that's where it lacks and a Jack Harlow I think he's a very capable lyricist he always has some witty lines that make you go like, oh I see what he did there you know but I think if you could sum this album up in one sentence it'd be like oh I'm this underdog from Louisville and I'm the only one repping my city I gotta get Louisville some respect blah 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 you know etc now I got these girls and, yeah <laughs> Exactly. I got a baddie um, with me from Cape Town. That's kind of shown. You kind of can get that vibe when you read the track list and you see "Face of My City" is the name of the second track on the album. And there, there are a bunch. Uh, Route sixty six is another one where he talks about being from Kentucky. Uh, the first line of the chorus is "Bleep, I'm from Kentucky," I believe. So let's just break down this album, actually. Let's go track by track, and let's just get our opinions off on this album. First track was Rendezvous. What do you guys think about it? Rendezvous. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was top 
I wouldn't say it was at the bottom. I felt like it was kind of like an average Jack Harlow song. I I have the same feelings there, bro. I thought there like, was some. Like, uh, continue, continue. Eddie, go. Oh, uh, I'm Eddie. I thought, I thought there were some enjoyable lines on here. I think Jack Harlow is at its is at his best when he's just spitting, you know, with the witty lines, not trying to do too much. Uh, the Hit Boy production on here is really good. Let's just take a moment to appreciate how great Hit Boy has been this year. Yeah, I think he's, he's been on a roll this year. He's crazy. He's he got Jetson that made only behind Jetson made only. Mm, I think Hit Boy is producer of the year. Easy. Not Jetson. Jetson all the way. No, Jetson, I couldn't name Jetson. five songs that Jetson. Jetson. To be honest, Jetson doesn't. Oh, speaking of Jetson, I, I want to oh, bring no, up Jetson, Jetson later. He's another boy. Uh, Jetson is going to be very talked about when we get to same guy with Adam Levine. Um, song, but we'll just continue. We'll we'll continue down the track list. Uh, next is "Face of My City" by Lil Baby. What what do you guys think about that? Lil Baby carried Definitely it more hardcore. I felt like I did feel like Jack Harlow and Lil Baby really. I I felt like in that song they they complimented each other. I wouldn't say enough for it to be. A real good song, but I felt like it was—it was a pretty good, it was a, a pretty like under the radar song, you know. I thought the only mm-hmm. part that Jack was kind of good at was when he actually said, "I'm the face of my city." Otherwise, <laughs> Kosan by like, Diddy, blah yeah, blah. Like that, that was like the good part, and then otherwise, it was really just like it showed how off, how much like Lil Baby's better than like the other type of rappers in this type of like oh, yeah. rap genre. But like, it's okay. I think Jack Harlow can actually be in a different lane than Lil Baby when he's trying to be. But yeah, like, when he gets too we'll, singing, we'll get to... he definitely sounds like he's trying to be a off-brand Lil Baby almost, if that makes sense. I don't know. Like, yeah. On this song that he had the Chris Brown feature on, he, sound, he sounded so much better than like almost all the oh, other yeah. songs. That was and like, his best song. It was, it was completely different than all the other ones. Yeah, uh, Chris Brown makes me uncomfortable, and we'll talk about this. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is Twenty One C Delta. I don't I, even remember. This I personally, song. Be- yeah, I mean, I don't remember Twenty One C too well. It was uh, not a, it, after my first it was listen. One of his uh, worst songs. It was one of his worst songs. I was a little underwhelmed, but I thought it was a bold choice to name a song after his bra size. <sighs> <laughs> Insert laugh track. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then Delta, the Delta half of the track I thought was better. I just think it's more rapping and 21C actually I think is a lot like some of his older stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, not much about that song. It's an ass song, you know. Not too much to talk about. Uh, next is Funny Seeing You Here. What do you guys think about that? I mean, good it lyrics, reminds me of somebody. That's really it. I forget who I it didn't re- me. It, it, it There was a kind of, it, it was, he had some good bars. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't real, really feel it, you know? I didn't, he didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like he put enough effort into the song, you know? Like, not really with, like, he didn't really commit to it, you know? Really I actually thought it was pretty good. I think he developed the idea pretty well throughout the lyrics. There's oh, one I'm, I'm not, kind of. I'm saying, I'm saying like his, 
like commitment to the lyrics. Like the lyrics it's, itself were good. I'm not I'm not dissing the lyrics. I'm saying mm-hmm. the way he rapped to it, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. the effort he put into his bars. He definitely has a few songs like that. Just his delivery, you mean? His delivery yeah, of the yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it reminded me of Corday. Um, and specifically, yeah, definitely. I get that vibe specifically too. Thanksgiving on his uh on his Lost Boy album. They're like very similar. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is probably one of the best lyrical songs on this album. Oh yeah. Uh, I think there's my favorite moment is this kind of epiphany moment that he builds up to, and the bars are you used to say, "Her man was wait." Let me see if I can find the start of it. Uh, <laughs> things would only here. Here we go. Things would only worsen when you let me rock. Your bestie tried to warn you, but you told her that he said he'd stop. You used to say her man was trash and tell me about the way he'd act. Uh, I would shake my head until I realized I'm the same as that. Now I wonder, did she tell her man that I'm a trash dude? And would she, would he shake his head until he realized he was trash too? And I, I just think that's pretty great. I, it gives me Drake vibes, actually, that part. I think yeah, I that's watching, something I can um, picture Drake spinning. I was watching Sean Drake C. Uh, personally, I prefer old Drake, but let's let's not get into this. <laughs> old Drake definitely is better, though. I was watching Sean C. and he sa- he, he was saying like through the entire album, like kind of sounded like Drake. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. I don't think it's as dramatic as people make it out to be. But I there's I think definitely Drake some Drake is a lot more bass too. Well, Drake to be fair, has a better singing voice. Mm-hmm. Drake's just better. To be fair, who's not influenced by Drake? I mean, I think everyone out here is influenced by Drake right now. Next, we have Way Out. <laughs> Way Out is next. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? That was that was a hit. That was a hit. When he dropped it, when he dropped the single, it took me a little bit to like it, but it it was it was a hit for sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like the beat, That's, the beat, the beat was unique. I felt like the beat was really unique, and I, I felt, love the guitar and the beat. Oh yeah, it it the the lyrics, the lyrics were great. I felt like Big Sean and um, Jack Harlow, they 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 have they have chemistry there. That, that was that was they played off each other really well. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they meshed together pretty well. Yeah, uh, it bad. was pretty much the standard Jack Harlow banger. I think compared to the other hits on this album or singles on this album, whatever you'd want to call them, Tyler Hero and What's Poppin'. It's probably the least memorable. Still kind of catchy, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Big Sean also makes me uncomfortable. I think I the features on this album make me uncomfortable. Big Sean finds a way to make you feel like he's, I don't know, he's like a pedophile or something. It's really <laughs> weird. Whoa. <laughs> Joe, you literally texted the group chat that we could swear in it, so I don't know what your issue is. No, 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 but but just the scathing remarks made by Eddie about Big Sean is unacceptable. I mean, we're still getting to Chris Brown and how he beat his wife, so I mean, I don't really get the point there. (laughs) Don't get into that either, come on! Come on, was that Chris Brown song that was popular last year? All right, yeah, well, transitioning right into Chris Brown. 
we have already be- best friends. Uh, I didn't like this one too much. I think Person. Chris Brown is I a like great it. singer. He's very talented. But I just, I'm not feeling it too much. Bo, this was my you're feeling it? I'm going to disagree. Oh I think this is one of his better better songs on the album. I actually really like the flow. I didn't really like so good. The problem, the problem with it, um, Jack didn't sound, you know, natural. But I, I felt that Chris Brown and Jack really, I, I felt like they meshed together really well. I felt like I that's what to put the, together the album. I thought this was Jack like, Carlo yeah. at his best, man. I loved mm. it. It, it. It got what? me stuck in my head for like days. When Billy says "mon," you know it's about to be something. <laughs> Let's go, man! Let's go, man! That's Jeez. that's the type of stuff you hear about the Eagles not trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen to last week's podcast, guys. Yeah, definitely go check that out. If if you get bored of our two-hour music fest here, yeah. go listen to go listen to our sports podcast to complete the cycle. Um. We we're we're done with already best friends, right? No, enough said on it. No, oh. I'll close it's, with this. Let's read. Let's singing read some Jack, lyrics. Singing Jack Harlow is the worst Jack Harlow. I don't want to. I don't want to hear Jack Harlow sing. Jack came with the Oh man, it's got me buzzing, dude. All right, let's look at this. She's a Georgia State freshman. Yo, the bars. I love this guy. That's <laughs> also kind of Billy, concerning. Billy, you're, you're just embarrassing yourself now. Just stop. Chris Brown and Big Sean competing with each other on who can make themselves sound like they deserve to be on the uh, sex, sexual offender list here. Listen. <laughs> I don't I mean, care I about, about the, forget about, Chris forget about the XXL list. They're, they're on the uh, watch list. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris Brown's already on that. <laughs> Um, next we have Keep It Light, which is probably my favorite song in this whole thing. Is this the one I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but it, no. it has the, it has the, uh, facts sample, you know, in, uh, excuse my voice crack, you know, in Kanye mm-hmm. facts, it's like dirt and grind, the story of my lifetime. And then it goes. You sound like every stereotypical country singer right now, Eddie. Just, just no. It is a good song. My accent is great. I'm not gonna lie. No clue what song you're talking about, though. Oh well, definitely, definitely check it out. It it has the same sample on the beat. I've probably listened to like three of Kanye's albums. That's about it. You need to listen to all of them, man. No, they're all (laughs) ten out of ten, except for Jesus King. Yeah, no, definitely not Jesus is King. No, like no, 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 no. That, that was a horrible album. Eddie, The Life of Pablo is pretty bad, too. Just be honest. No, that's that's his, one of his top three albums. Yeah. All right, yeah. get into this top another three. time. This guy yeah, we're not talking about that anymore. All right. Anyway, after that, we have Cream, which, to be honest, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't either. No, I don't either. That speaks for itself. Right, that. Let's double tap. Come on. Same guy featuring Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Probably. Wow. One of my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah, I I want to be Another honest. I, I actually like this. I did like this. 
did not know. They I were kind of not that I would I kind of uh, wanted an Adam Levine verse. It yeah, was I just him riffing in the yeah, background. Just, I, 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 I kind of wanted him to go off, you know? I want the what's pop remix with Adam Levine. Wouldn't it be funny for Adam Levine to start rapping? <laughs> so sweet. Uh, speak, oh, the thing I wanted to touch on in the song was at the end of the song, can you hear the choir go, Oh, Lord, Jetson made another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that part. Like, yeah. that, that was one of my favorite parts of the album. I love that. I, that had me cracking up. Uh, Told you, Jetson. Well, also, one of the best songs I just heard that. <laughs> Yeah, it's also one of the better songs in the album, I'd say. Uh, mm-hmm. Route 66. It's the song Bad. right after that. I thought Pass. it was forgettable as well. Pass. Yeah, I thought uh, the It was the bleep I'm from Kentucky part. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Route 66. The, the feature, I think, is kind of forgettable. I think all the features kind of failed to live up to... It was uh, Eastern that? Standard Time, G... Okay. ESTG Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Never heard of it. I don't know. It was all right. It it wasn't that great. Tyler Hero. After that, I really like the song. I want a Tyler Hero remix with that with Tyler Hero actually on the song. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> get, uh, get Dame on it. Get Dame on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. He drops the Dame dollar. I felt like I'm, that was. Tyler here is probably his, his the best song he's made. I think like, I was better than What's Poppin', What's Poppin' Remix. That was the music his, video was, was amazing. It. I love the music oh, video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with the visual aid to his homeboy, Tyler, fixing his jumper. I thought that was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. With the, um, yeah, with the, yeah. <laughs> and he closes the song with repeating the line, five white boys, but they not in sync. No, they're not in sync. No, they're not. You guys get that, right? Yeah. You get that reference? Yeah. Are you talking Billy, about you not five basketball players and they're all trash or something? No, no. in sync is a boy band. Oh, yeah, with uh, with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Justin Timberlake is definitely <laughs> the best in sync member. Right? No way. We can all agree on that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, oh no! I'm thinking Backstreet Boys. Continue. Yeah, Joey, <laughs> just stop. You're gonna embarrass. We'll have yourself. a completely yeah, they're, separate they're episode the on the same thing. We'll have a completely separate episode on definitive boy 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 band uh, rankings. It, it'll be pretty entertaining. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Exactly. That's why it'll be fun. <laughs> um. After that, we have Love is Dro. What does Love is Dro mean? I'm not sure, but I don't know. I thought this song was pretty good, too. One of his better no. songs on the album. No. No. Don't. I, I it was very sappy. Per- personally, I don't, I don't remember the features too well, but mm-hmm. I thought his verse was, it was all right. It was one of the better ones on the album. I don't get me like, started on All right. So when yeah, Jack yeah. goes... When Jack goes slow jam, you either got the R&B Jack or the, like, introspective lyrical Jack. Dude, I do not want to hear the R&B Jack. 
Leave that to Bryson Teller. I don't want to be a jack on an R&B song. That's the way I like it. That's the way I like it. It's bad. That's what he did, too. I honestly don't even remember It's in the first 10 seconds. It's trash. Uh, after that, we have What's Poppin'. Everyone's already heard that. Good song. Uh, gets old after you've heard it like 30 times. Yeah. Still a good that. song, though. Production is good. Let's be honest. Uh, the remix was Olo, ruined. Jetson it. made another one. No, the remix was a hit, bro. That the remix, remix was trash. I like Lil Wayne. The remix is so uh, bad. Tory Lane's appreciation yeah. right here. I think Tory Lane's can really spit. He had that beef with Joyner a few years ago and his diss track on the Liddy beat. I was jamming that. I thought it was just he by far won that beef. It was I don't know, he can he can spit so hard. Definitely check that out. I'll tell you I'll tell you this much. He can't win the beef with Megan because he's go pop pop, you know? Yeah. Well it's not too hard Megan to the win stallion if you is, shoot the other three. No, Megan the Stallion is easily overrated. I think yeah, she's she tall. gets way too much hype. All of her songs and are about the same You're just gonna make a now. fool of yourself right now. Just, just stop. But Why? Her, her songs are made to go on TikTok for girls to just twerk on. That's what her songs are for. <laughs> They're not good for the break, though. <laughs> this I'm has been savage. a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a deep dive <laughs> with <laughs> Carl Ritten. Let, let's if let's be like honest that, here. Tory Lanez's new album is not good. That's old. I didn't Tory listen Lanes. to it. Who likes Tory Lanez? Nobody likes Tory Lanez. So why are I like it when he spits fast. Yeah, I do too. Like he's sick with it. He's nice with it. But the uh-huh. the problem is the album that he dropped. He dropped like a fifteen song album after the beef with Megan. He made a whole song about it. Oh yeah, that one song. He did not. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. He did not spit once in the entire album. Personally, mm-hmm. I think New Toronto three was all good. Beef, but that's just me. I'm not sure getting sh- like shot at a bar is necessarily what you would call just you know like a low key beef. No, Joey, there's beef. Just nah, stop, bar. Joey. You're I gonna think that calls again. for there's beef. I think that calls for a trial and not a wrapped beef. But that's just that's me. That's my point. So. I think I think getting <laughs> elevates the thing from a beef to like I don't know what, but definitely more than a beef. But that's just me personally. <laughs> uh, after what's popping up, after what's popping, there's Baxter Avenue, which, okay. which personally I think should be the outro of this album. I think um, I hate having a remix of a song on the album at stuck at the end yeah, of the album. I think I it's like really annoying. Yeah, like the bonus, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's not even included like... as a bonus track. It's just like, here's what's popping again after you took a three-minute and 27-second break from no, it. And no, now no, you're no, the, the what's, what's popping remix is the bonus track. Yeah, it is. Really? It's called it, it's called yeah. a bunch track. Like you uh, know on EA, I must have not that. you know on you know on EA Eddie? You know EA. Mm-hmm. It's like it's you an mean... okay album and then you hear and then you get to the end and you just hear Futsal Shuffle. And it just doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. I actually like Futsal Shuffle a lot and I do not like No, it's I, it's a, I like Geometry Dash too. But like it doesn't fit on the album. <laughs> no, yeah, that yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. I, I personally I, also I totally that way agree. that way is a totally bonus track. I think any album, good song does so not fit on that album. Any good song does not fit on that album. <laughs> okay, it's it's a bad album. It's an okay. Album. Anyway, it's an okay album. Baxter it's Avenue. Okay. Baxter Avenue. Thoughts on this one? It's okay. It's all right. Oh, I, I liked it. I thought it was I probably it one was, of the best on this. It was not in the middle. It's like one of the better ones, but it's not near the. It's not near the top. No. 
there's there's a gap between Tyler Hero, what's popping, way out. That's up here, and then the rest of the stuff down no. here. Isn't just I like hearing they're lyrical. Good. Jack, they're good, man. but they're not album. They're they're good, but they're not album worthy. You know, I'm not gonna lie. No, when I heard the when Chris I heard Brown song "Love is what's not Ooh. album worthy. Just so saying. good. It's so <laughs> wife wife beater song is is that's that's definitely album worthy. Yeah, bro, it gets me in the mood. It's like, ah, ah, you feel me? And then they close with "What's Poppin'," which we already talked about. Can we look at something though? I I think the baby is kind of annoying. At this point, it's kind of the same flow over and over again. But yeah, I, like I think Tori he changes flow, but it's worse. Did you listen to his EP? It's I don't so like bad. Don't even either. start. So he he needs to find a rap he, flow that works for him. That's not singing. So yeah, no, he he dropped an EP after his mm-hmm. brother died. From Brother's suicide. keeper, yeah, R-I-P. but it's it's a lot R-I-P. of singing. Yeah, but uh-huh. it was good. I I liked it. Um, I like Gucci Peacoat. That was a good one. I love his flow in that. Um, what's the one with Polo G? I forget the name of it. That was actually really good too. I haven't listened to any new to Baby song ever since he released that absolutely disgusting album. Blame it on Baby. Yeah, it, it was not probably the good. worst album I've heard all year. Well, baby on Baby show. is no. Was it no? Baby on it Baby was, was, was one was of like my favorite albums. Oh and yeah, Baby on. When Baby was Baby on Baby uh, released? No, Baby on Baby was. I said Blame it on Baby. Yeah, yeah I know. We're saying Baby. I know. On I'm just baby. talking about that. I'm oh, saying it's crazy how. I was just saying it's crazy how there's such a steep drop off. Mm-hmm. His Baby on Baby was just a really good album. It was really entertaining. Was I, love, was I actually found it before everyone else. I found it when he was he, before he had even blown up. I was sitting in ELA. Yeah, same. Talking me, to me Joe. And Tony, me and Tony. Yeah, me and Tony. Me and uh, Anthony. Shout out mm-hmm. to Anthony. Uh, we were listen, We we found the album. We we started listening to it. I actually. Found it when, uh, you know how the Apple TVs at school they have like music recommendations. <laughs> I found yeah. Mr. Herb had it on his, so that's how I found it. <laughs> Mr. Herb always got that music taste though, and I'm pretty sure he can dunk, so he's quite the G. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Herb uh, is electric. I mean, I, I think he could probably yeah he could probably dunk. He could I. I Okay. He gave let's, me smarties. Sorry, I'm, not, I'm not the host, but let's play a quick game. What kind of genre do you think uh, Miss, uh, Mr. Herb listens to in his free time? He Hard said he rap. likes old school hip hop. I'm pretty sure he said old school hip hop. That's my yeah, bet. I'd, pro- I'd probably say 80s, 80s, 90s hip hop. You know, Big E, Tupac. 80s hip hop is where you get. Tried. 80s hip hop is where you get into like the hip hop, the hip 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 hop. I mean, you don't stop of the world. You know, no, I that, can recite that whole verse. Sh- sh- yeah, I Sugar can Hill Gang, that whole that's, that's the 70s. That, that's that, that's, Joey, that's do Sugar Hill Do you want to hear my rapper's no. delight verse? No, dude, not that's Joey. not. That's, he, a, they released that song in 1979, I'm pretty song. sure. Go ahead, Eddie. Let's hear, yeah. let's hear Eddie's rapper's delight. Which is, by the way, if you tell Siri to rap, that's the song she does. So, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I'll drop a beat. I'll drop a beat. Let's go. No, it, it, no you don't even know the beat. Let me flow. Go. I said a hip hop, a heavy, a heavy to the hip hip. I mean, you don't stop. Rock to the bang bang, boogie set up, jump, boogie to the rhythm of the boogie bee. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to a beat, and me and Groove and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. 
see all the black and the white and the brown and the red and the purple and yellow. But first, I got to bang, bang. Boogie to the boogie. I'll drop the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You know, stop rocking Make your body rock. Now, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. Next on the mic is my man, Hank. Come on, Hank. Sing that song. Check it out. I'm the Eddie, Eddie, I'm getting out of breath. Yeah, Eddie, we're done. Wait, I gotta let's make sure. To, let's move on to our our cool segment. Hold on. Billy, no one, no one wants to see your hairy legs. Actually, they're covered in pants, bro. I actually never knew what the meaning of dimp was, but I wanted to Google it to make sure I wasn't saying anything, like, culturally insensitive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, dimp means apparently an unintelligent person. Urban Dictionary said, Urban Dictionary has other definitions for it, too. Oh, yeah. But I think we're good. Racist definitions? No. I'm, I'm okay, pretty so. sure we don't have to edit that out. Okay, good. Because I, right. I would have I I, called I just Eddie always out. That song Eddie's that a racist. Eddie's a racist. Oh. I'd like to not get canceled. Let's go to and, our All right, whatever. Eddie, Let's get to our kid. Have... Let's get to our segment. I have okay. such a good single guy. <laughs> so, welcome to our segment, Singles Club. Uh, it could also very well be the title of this podcast, given our perpetual relationship status. Uh, Joey objects. Hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> I'll come over and slap you. I'm the one who runs Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm including myself in that I'll, I'll, I'll put the Chris Brown on you. Uh, it Girls love me. It will not be that. Every woman wants me. <laughs> Were you the one that had the crush on? I'm not even going to go into that. Okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, you got the, uh, the fake rumors that were started by Bo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Which anyway. Which is funny, because two, two, two people in what this Zoom time to be alive. had a crush on this one girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only one. Only one. And we know who that is. Can we can we that get into Joey. our segment, please? Don't even right, cap, Joey. So. I know I know you told me. Don't even cap with that. Don't don't yeah, don't start Joey. the cap. That's don't don't start the cap. No 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 Joey no. no, no, no. Soccer I, I told well, I didn't I wouldn't tell you anything, that's for sure. I would I I I know but I I I I Should we do a name drop? <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, Eddie. Let's go. We can all edit right, this. So this segment, as I said, no, we're fine. No, we're as not I said, that it's naturally occurring conversation. Anyway, this out, this segment it's called Singles Club. What does it sound like? We're sharing singles, or any other song that we think deserves some appreciation. Uh, let's get straight into it. Billy, I'll start. What song would yeah. you like to shed some light on? So about three weeks ago, my man Corday he dropped a banger called "The Parable," and now uh, it got me pumped, man. Like, what's his next album gonna be, dude? If you listen to the Lost Boy, you know Corday, kind of like a mini J Cole. He's not as good, <laughs> but he's good. I mean, bro, J Cole's got Corday's got me pumped, man. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking about the parables, right? That that was the yeah, name of the song, the I believe. Parables. 
Yeah, that, that was very good. Probably one of my favorite songs of the year. I think it's a lot better than Gifted, which was his his other yeah, single. Yeah, I, I wasn't really into that. Mm-hmm. The Aunt Clemens part on that was good. I think Aunt Clemens is really underappreciated. But other than that, I don't know. I think same with Corday. When people have the capability to rap and are competent lyricists, I'd rather hear him rap than sing. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. so. Unless they can't sing like the hear... baby. <laughs> or Kevin Gates. I think the baby, it's like pick your poison at this point because either you hear the same flow of rapping or you hear bad singing. But anyway, honestly, though, <laughs> a good singer. What like, are you talking about? What, what are you he, talking about? What are you talking about? Let's no, get back don't. to the song. Your, your argument has no base. Your baby okay. singer. Let's get back to the song. Um, I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, the hook is great. Very J. Cole-esque, as Billy mentioned. I was very much into Corday at this time period, I, which was three weeks ago, but I'm going to refer to it as the time period. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was digging through the SoundCloud archives, listening to a bunch of Corday. And I think he has this unique opportunity up, because people up, always refer up, to him as... Up, go ahead. You say archives? Yeah, sure, archives. archives. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said Sorry. archives. Okay. Almost okay. like I'm... Almost like I'm combining archives with chives, like the onions or whatever. Come on. Come on. Okay, whatever. Uh, All right. Move on. Anyway. That's my bad. I think he has this very unique opportunity and that he can carve out his own lane. People always try mm-hmm. to portray him as the new J. Cole, the new this, but he can really just be Corday. And yeah, I, listen I think to, that's uh, really good enough. I started, I listened to him when I, I saw he was nominated for the Grammys, like, best album. And I, like, I heard, uh, like, a couple of his singles, like, which are bangers. Bangers. Uh, but I, I honestly, I think he should have won album of the year. But that's another, that's another argument. It was definitely one of the best, though. I think Igor was probably better. I'm not really uh, into Igor, I'm not going to lie. Was it Bandana by Freddie Gibbs? I think that one was pretty good. Yeah, he released an album. I'm not sure people like that. I didn't listen to it yet. What, what one album of the year that year? Was it the Cardi B album? No, it was Eagle. Yeah. Cardi B won oh. it two years ago. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Oh, I remember I was mad about Cardi B. Yeah, it was. Um, it's, it's really. Bo, what was your song that you chose? Um, so, my song isn't really a single, but... That's he right. dropped. He dropped a music video, which w- absolutely sick music video. So my song is Wayne's Story by R.I.P. King Von. King Von. Um, this the song is just sick. He dropped it on his Welcome to the O Block album. Um, yeah, I, I it was a sick song. The, the music video. He like kind of like narrates a first like a. Like the story, the Wayne story, it, it's, it, yeah, it's sick. Hmm. When I first heard the song title, I thought it was, I'm not too versed on King Von. And I thought it was going to be a Lil Wayne uh, track because he's been on that run recently. Nah, it, and yeah. Especially with Von. No Ceilings 3. No Ceilings 3 slept. It's, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so King uh, Von, I don't have um, much to say about that song. Uh, Billy, have you heard that song? No, I don't really like King Von. I listened to his uh, Lavon James album like when it came out. <laughs> I don't like it. 
Trust me. <laughs> listen to Welcome to the O Block. R.I.P. R. King. Definitely a good pun for uh, LeVon James. But anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll move into we'll move into my song. And this week I chose The Return by Chance the Rapper. And it's off of Merry Christmas, Lil Mama, the gift that keeps on giving. It's supposed to be the return of the Merry Christmas, Lil Mama trilogy. I see Joey's cracking up. Um, but really, it's the return of the chance that we actually enjoy listening to. I love Chance. I love his first three mixtapes. And The Big Day was a crazy disappointment for me. But I think I'm going to feel like up, guys. I feel like there's some oh no. I feel like there's some acid rap kind of influence in the return. So really it's it's the return of the good chance and it's nice to see that he's still in there. It made me happy to hear it. All right, I would like to uh say something near the end of this uh, podcast. I I was say looking up like Grammy award winners for like Alan of the Year just cuz like I didn't know who was nominated this year. I've never listened to any of the ones that were nominated, and apparently Billie Eilish won. So I just want to point that out. That's cool. I don't care. Oh, I think this conversation deserves some light that Billy sent to the group chat. Get a text in the bathroom, and it's, was that you in the bathroom? <laughs> and I go, uh, no, why? And he's like, I thought someone said your name. When I was in the bathroom, and when I uh, <laughs> turned to look, I dropped my AirPod into the urinal. That could very, very well be where your other AirPod is right now. No, I haven't. Um, it's broken. Eddie. Oh, all right. broken, Eddie. It's Oops. right here. Did it happen to break when it dropped into, your, into the urinal? No, it's uh, usually piss isn't good to put in your AirPods. So. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I never really use the bathroom. Uh near the auditorium i do use the bathroom um what a barn burner of a conversation shift man i mean <laughs> yeah that went yeah I, nobody wants to hear this but I'm, I'm sorry. sorry nobody wants to hear but i'm this. sorry about the ipad about the airpod and he's like it works lol <laughs> it did it did it did for like a week the first thing that popped into my head was billy physically lifting his airpod out of who knows what, some sort of a combination of urine and putting it in his ear to see if the AirPod would still work. In the urinal cake? You didn't even sanitize it, right? In the urinal. It was in the urinal cake. I'm not kidding. It was in the urinal cake. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the content hey, Joey, that you come Joey, for. Can, can we please edit this out? Like, please. No, we are no, keeping no. this all away. Oh, we are keeping, God, this, so keeping this all away. We are keeping this so cringy. This this is so cringy. Uh, decision. We bro, are keeping this. You don't this pee. is staying in. Oh my fucking Plus, yeah. I'm the host, so I make the decisions. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So, I want to I wanna close the podcast with our serious question of the day. Joey, you can chime in here, too, because I really want to answer. Seriously, what is the appeal of Dolly Parton? Why is she all over the place? I don't get it. I think it's um, ridiculous. She has so, nice hair. She's been here for a going to say she really has something else. It about reminds old person like that. people of when they were young, and I guess they like that. And I think that's about it. I mean, 
Wait, is she like popular or something right now? Uh, uh, she's, she's she making her surgeon. She made some sort of comeback. She's been get she got presidential votes without even deciding to run. She didn't even say anything no. about wanting okay. to run for president. She and Joey, and and Joey loved Joey Joey Martin. Hey, hey, she was hey, featured hey, on the Kalo song. Listen to me, listen to me. She's absolutely me. sick. They're gonna be throwing my gang signs out here. Yeah, okay. Um, basically, the the whole thing with Dolly Parton is that she dropped the Christmas. I don't even know if it was an album or not. I think it was. Everybody loves Dolly Parton down south because she does like so much charity work. Like she's put in millions and millions of dollars into charity work. She grew up in this like really small town, and when she like got all rich and famous from country, she used to go back to that town and like buy like people food, houses, like a bunch really? of things for people Dolly in that hometown. Go on, son. <laughs> no, I, I literally just read an article about it. That's, that's it. That's all. I know, but actually, it seems honest. like at this point we're just giving her all these appearances on shows out of pity for, like, oh, well, she donated all this money, and it's a sad old singer lady past her prime. She can't really sing. Ooh. At least not anymore. I threw my. I just don't get it. I kind of cringe whenever I hear her sing. I think it's annoying. Okay, it sounds like it sounds one, like an aging the only one who cringes when you hear Dolly Parton sing. She was good back in like the eighties, and she really hasn't dropped a banger since then. But the Rockefeller Christmas. My girl Dolly Parton will. dropped a banger. That's today. just the end of the story. And Obama said that, that he should have given her a presidential medal of freedom, and so I respect him, and I will respect that sentiment. So you know what. I heard she also has a Dolly Parton themed theme park. Yeah. Yeah, Dolly World. That's good. <laughs> that, that is that, not everybody gets their own theme park. Again, that's going okay, to be my yeah. that's going to be my contribution to the world. I'm <laughs> going to make a theme park called Eddie World. Hey, listen, Even if I'm like completely listen. irrelevant, I'm just going to name it Eddie World. And there's <laughs> going to be a big statue of me in the square. There's going to be like a big statue in the pod. There's gonna be a time to this, where the entrance to this podcast and and you need to I need to play some Xbox. Uh, well, let me just end with this. There's gonna be a big square in the entrance, and it's gonna be there's gonna be a fountain with me like a statue, and it's gonna be me like I I was considering something else, but this is a PG podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know where I was going with that, but it's gonna be me with yeah. my mouth open, yeah. and it's just gonna be water spewing out of my mouth and all the children are gonna look very amazed it's gonna be awesome no, eddie you know you know the laugh track yeah you know how like you ride through the guy's mouth you have to make a roller coaster that's like your mouth is just everywhere. my face <laughs> that's like the only thing on the ride just just me with the various facial expressions just going through my mouth all right well I think it's about time we wrap it up. We've been going for how long? Over an hour. Maybe going, going on an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, we're gone. <laughs> Lots of content Jeez. today. Joey, how'd I do as the host? Pretty good, Eddie. I think your interview skills were pretty on point. You're throwing it to everybody Thank different. You. you always have a take. I like it. I think this is sustainable. Good job for you. Thank you, Joey. Was... Yeah, Eddie said it wouldn't take more than, what, 45 minutes? 
It's like almost double yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a lot <laughs> of stuff like, to go The Man in the Moon part would be like 15 minutes time. long. This is free time. Dude, the Man in the Moon part took over an hour. Yeah, that was so long. When you have a special guest of Evan's I caliber, you got to give him time to talk. I don't care about Kid Cudi. <laughs> Dude, Kid Cudi's good. And I know you guys seem bored, but... Eddie's, Eddie's a simp. Eddie's definitely a simp. Listen, listen. Kid Cudi, he's okay. But I don't care about him. To be honest, before, before, before this, I only knew Kid Cudi from the Scots and from Bill and, the new Bill and Ted's because he was in that. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I dude, that's the first kind of, time I knew. You gotta get into him, and everyone has to get into Kanye. Just like, no, well, Kanye. Dude, this this will make I'm you happy. Yeah, he's not. I found good. out. I found out about Kid Cudi from my beautiful dark twisted penis. Yeah, great. On gorgeous, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, he was a thank you guys for listening. Peace. I'm out. Goodbye, guys. I'm pretty Bye. sure. All right, Joey. Wait. Give us a give us a preview of what we should expect. In two hey. days. Yeah, you nearly forgot. Thanks for remembering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Wednesday, yeah, we got the For the Boy Sports podcast coming off an exciting week of NFL action. Billy gets to eat his words about his quarterback. Bo gets to eat his words about his team. And Eddie gets to celebrate as I think the Browns will probably win tonight. This could come back to blow up in my face. Don't jinx it. Knock on wood right now. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on my, did you just say eat my words when I said the Steelers would lose? The Steelers, I really do. But that's going to no, 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 no. They're Joey, only a game Joey, behind Joey, if they win the game. Sports podcast out on Wednesday, so Joey yeah. is so dumb. I swear to God. Maybe. <laughs> yep. Maybe we, we can edit that out. All right. Yeah, yeah. Edit guys. that out because I'm going to go off on Joey. I swear to God. This has been the For the Boys Music Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the For the Boys Music Podcast. The hosts are Eddie Liska, Billy Ridner, and Bo Shirk. I'm Joey Owsley, and I produce this podcast. Theme music is by K-Rims on YouTube, and everything that we talk about belongs to the creators of those things. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on all of our platforms, and be sure to tune in to the sports podcast that is out every Wednesday on this same channel. Thanks for listening.